Welcome to the CFAL Blue Marlin Retirement Plan Podcast. The safeguarding of our clients' assets is of paramount importance. The guiding philosophy of CFAL is that as stewards of capital, our clients' interests are paramount. We build long-lasting relationships based on integrity, expertise, and a high level of service. Our investment philosophy is rooted in absolute return investing. We believe in the long-term protection of capital. Financial analysts these days state that in order to maintain the same standard of living upon retirement, an individual needs 70 to 75% of their final year's income, assuming they have no major outstanding debt. Today, we will be discussing the underlying investments of the CFAL Blue Marlin Retirement Plan and how the plan can be tailored to work for you. Hello, my name is Mrs. Claudia Thompson. I am a Client Relationship Officer and Pension Administrator with CFAL, and I will be hosting this episode entitled The CFAL Blue Marlin Retirement Plan. I am joined in studio with our experts, Mrs. Sophia Thurston, Vice President of Pension Administration and Operations, and Mr. Richard Pinder, Operations Supervisor at CFAL. Welcome, Sophia and Richard. How's everyone today? We are well. We are doing fine. So let's get right into it. So who is the Blue Marlin Retirement Plan designed for? So the Blue Marlin Retirement Plan is designed for those persons that are either close to retirement age or persons that want to plan for their future. What we've realized is that persons wait until maybe they're already in their 40s or their 50s or their late 30s to start thinking about retirement. But what we want to get persons to understand is that you can start planning for retirement at any age. So as soon as you start working, as soon as you start earning an income, the Blue Marlin Retirement Plan is for you. Because, of course, you have to start thinking about your future now so that you can plan for it. So you can start that plan once you're 18, once you start working, start thinking about your retirement now. So that plan is for anyone who's ready to start thinking about their future. Would you agree with that, Sophie? Or would you say younger is better or older for the Blue Marlin? Definitely younger is better. The earlier you start, the better. However, what we see is that um, a lot of self-employed persons um, join our Blue Marlin retirement plan. Um, Less than 30% of companies provide company-sponsored private plans. And so self-employed persons, their only option is like a Blue Marlin retirement plan. Also, um, there are companies with defined contribution plans. When persons are leaving those companies, they utilize a plan like the Blue Marlin Retirement Plan because it is locked in. And so they want these persons to continue to save toward retirement so that they would have something when they reach retirement age. Sounds good. So how can someone join this plan? Is there, um, you know, a lot of paperwork or how does that work, Richard? So, of course, at CVAL, we don't want to have a lot of paperwork, so we try to keep it as simple as possible. So, as Sophia mentioned, there are three different types of contributions you can make to this plan. It can be voluntary, where your employer doesn't have a plan in place, so you want to make sure you take care of yourself. It can also be employee-sponsored, where your employer is contributing as well. And then, of course, you can have a sponsored plan, um, where, as I mentioned, it's, it's a combination of both options. But of course, it's very easy to sign up. We have an application form that you'll have to fill out with some basic information, your beneficiary information. And of course, we need your KYC. So we want to make sure we know who you are and of course, where you live. So we need two forms of ID, one being your passport and proof of address. 
So KYC, what does that stand for? So KYC is meaning refers to knowing your client or your customer. So at CFAR, we want to make sure that we know the type of persons that are in our plans. Of course, all of our plans are audited. And of course, we have to ensure that when we answer to our various uh, auditors or our securities exchange, um, Securities Commission, sorry, that we have the information available to let them know the type, the persons that are in the plan and all of their relevant information. So going back to the types of contributors, you said sponsored. So it can be set up where an employer puts money in on your behalf as well as you putting in money as an individual? Yes. So sometimes we've seen, though, sometimes employers may not want to have a fully defined contribution plan, but they will. They are willing to contribute something to the plan on your behalf. So persons are able to talk to their employers and say, okay, I'm doing this plan on behalf of, of myself, but I wanted you to contribute $50, $20 a month, whatever the case may be. Because, you know, you do have some employees, like I said, who aren't able to do a full plan where they're paying um, on your behalf and paying fees and so forth, but they want to contribute something to your, your retirement. So, you know, it, it may be a, a matter of having a conversation with your employer if there isn't already a plan in place. But I can do it on my own. Say absolutely, my employer absolutely. doesn't want to do it. I can come in and say, hey, I want to do this plan and I'm just going to put in what I can. Yes, you can be responsible for your own retirement. Absolutely. So you don't have to wait on anyone. You can start today. You can say, I want to contribute on my own. Right. So we have a few um, companies that have decided not to set up a company sponsored plan as such. And they have utilized our Blue Marlin retirement plan. And we basically see it with the small companies. You know, they don't want to um, go through and set up plan rules and um, administer the plan. So if they have like three or five employees, they would want to contribute and assist in facilitating the contributions getting to us. And so they would do a match for their employees and help them to facilitate having a okay, pension Okay, that plan. sounds good. So at least they don't have to administer the plan, right. develop a whole thing for right. their company, but they could also try to help their employees at the same time. Right. So you would be responsible for your own plan, but your employer is putting something there as well. Okay, that sounds like a good flexible option. So how much money do clients need in order to begin this plan? Sure. So we wanted to make it affordable. Because as we mentioned, the younger you start, the better it is for you. So we're starting with as little as $50 to initialize the plan and open the plan. So we wanted to make sure it's affordable and it's something that everyone can do. Because, of course, we always have the misnomer that you have, you have to have a lot of money to think about retirement. But you can start with as little as $50 just to open this plan. I think everybody can start with $50. Absolutely. You know, you, you can, can find that, right? Absolutely. That's doable. That's doable. So you had mentioned some of the documents. So is a passport necessary, driver's license, NIB, do all of these things have to be in place or can we just bring in one? How does that work? Because, you know, everybody's like, oh, my goodness, I have to make copies of everything. And sometimes, you know, you have to go and renew your driver's license and everything is a hassle now. How does that work? Sure. So first and foremost, the passport is definitely the first document identifying yourself that we need. It has, first of all, it has, of course, all of the various uh, information that we need. Also, we use it as a verification of your signature as well. So the passport is definitely the first and most important document that we need. Additionally, your driver's license or your NIB can be used as a secondary piece of identification, but definitely we need your passport as the initial piece of, it, uh, of identification. 
And Sylvie, what can be used as a proof of address? I know you guys were saying that's a key piece of the KYC. What can be used as a proof of address? Um, so the proof of address, um, any type of utility bill you may have, um, and there are persons who have indicated that they don't have a utility bill in their name, so we have allowed them to use their voter's card. Um, in the event um, they don't have a voter's card, if they are renting from their landlord, we allow them to write a letter and indicate that as their proof of, of address as well. And I also wanted to comment um, on the passport Richard was speaking about because recently someone called and was saying, um, why isn't it just, just two forms of identification as opposed to a passport and an NIB or a driver's license or other identification? And I told them, you know, we are now like more in a tax era. And so we have to identify where they are from. Are you Bahamian? Are you U.S.? And your passport will do that yes. for us. And that's, and that's a very good uh, piece of, of information because, once again, all of our products are for Bahamian citizens. Yes. And so the passport will verify that you are a Bahamian citizen because if you are not, then we would need your permanent residence or some kind of ID stating that you have the right to work and open this, open this account. So that's why the passport is important, absolutely. Okay. So a permanent resident with the right to work yes. and someone with a work permit yes. could open could this type open of account? account? Correct. Okay. So how much are monthly contributions? Are there is there a mandatory amount? How does that work? Sure. So for the, the monthly contributions, once again, we wanted to make sure it was affordable. So we at CFAL, we have a percentage in mind, but the minimum is $50. So we keep it at a dollar amount just for persons, for simplicity's sake, and say it's $50 per month. But generally, when we talk about retirement in general, and you think about how much money you need to retire, then that's a whole different conversation of how much should you contribute. So if we have three or more persons, we'll say contribute in the range of 1% to 5%. So if the company is able to contribute, if the participant is able to contribute 3%, the company will match to 3% or 5% or whatever it may be. Uh, I'll, I'll also say we have some calculators on our website www.cfile.com, where you can play with those numbers and figure out what do I need later on. You can base it on your comfort level. You can base it on what you need. You can base it on how much income you make now or how much income you want to make in the future. So for an individual going back to the self-employed persons, what type of percentage do you see them usually putting in? Is it a dollar amount or do they have like a percentage that they ask you to recommend when they come in? What is their general range? So generally what we've found in the past is when we've had that conversation, they generally want you to give them idea, an idea of what is a comfortable amount. So generally we definitely say the 1% to 5% um, to a percentage of your salary. Um, because even when we get into the conversation with persons about budgeting as a part of this retirement plan, we definitely always give them a percentage amount so that you can know this percentage of my salary, even if your salary increases, it would always be a percentage of that salary. So we'd always say the 1% to 5%, as Sophie mentioned. Um, and usually, typically, when persons come in, um, we try to see if they have a projection in mind. Do you have an end goal of where you want to be? So if they do, we will do a projection, um, try to understand, I guess, their risk appetite and link it to that so that we can determine do they need to contribute um, $300 a month, $500 a month, because if you have a target of a million dollars and you just do under $50, you know, we mightn't reach there. Yes. In this. 
<laughs> you try to have something realistic in yes. mind, right? But that's also and that's and that's also a good point because sometimes what we found is when we talk to clients, we say what it, what you mentioned either a, a rate or an amount. So what we always what I recently actually is yesterday told the client was do what you're comfortable with. The minimum is fifty, but of course you can do more than that. So do do what you're comfortable with. Sit down, look at your finances, look at your income. What can you comfortably do? And maybe maybe it's not a percentage, maybe it's not an exact amount, but what are you comfortable with? Can you set aside an extra $50, an extra $100, an extra $200? So I always say start with your finances because, I mean, we can say do 5%, but, but that may be high based on what your income and your expenses are. So definitely do it based on what you're comfortable with, absolutely. That sounds good. So what happens if a person who's in the Blue Marlin plan changes jobs? Are they able to access these funds or how does that work? Sure. So one of the one of the good things about the plan is portability. And what that means is that even if you change jobs, the immediate answer is no, you cannot get the money from it. The money continues to accrue. So even in that that time of transition between one job to the next, your funds will continue to earn interest in the interim but you will not be able to access funds in the in the account. It will continue to just sit there and allow interest to grow. And once you're working or you start a new job, then you can begin your contributions again. So that's a, that's one of the beauties, as we mentioned earlier, in terms of having it a Blue Mile Retirement Plan for yourself and not one that's company-sponsored or solely done through your company. So when can a person access their pension funds? Is there a set? criteria they have to meet? How does that work? So the the pension age in the Bahamas is 65. Uh, early retirement is 55. But of course, you can retire early. But of course, in retiring early, you would definitely need to provide us documentation of a letter or some kind of proof that I have retired from this particular job or organization at whatever age that is, so that we can then take that to the trustee for that to be approved as an early retirement. But generally speaking, retirement age is 65. So when you join this, you should really be thinking, this long is for term, the long absolutely. term. Absolutely, okay. you should be thinking. And that's, and that's something we always hop on um, when we're trying to find out what the client wants. Because the first thing that we always say is, look, this is long term. This is not something that you're gonna be thinking about five, 10 years, depending on how old you are now. That's not, this is not something for short term. This is something down the road that you're not going to even be really looking back at, which is why we encourage persons to kind of pay themselves first and do transfers or deductions to it where they're not looking at the account every week or every month and thinking about, oh, I have this money. Because if you think about it like that, then you're going to think, okay, I want to access this money. And when you come to us, we're going to say no. So it's definitely something for the long term. Yes, we, we definitely, I had a client call today she already has a pension plan, and she was saying she wanted to save additional. And so I find with these type of clients, you give them options so that they have a good understanding because the plan you are in now is a retirement plan. You can't get it until you retire, your company-sponsored plan. So if you're looking for something in addition to, and you choose the Blue Marlin, this is very similar to your company-sponsored plan. Yes. You're thinking 65 earliest if you retire, 55. So we give them the option of savings express, going directly into the bond fund, where if they have to withdraw, they can get their funds. You know, because, you know, we, we try to caution them at the beginning. The blue marlin is for persons who are serious into retirement and not 
you know, about retirement, not looking to move these funds. And so in the next five years, you want your money and we tell you no, no. then you get upset with us. Right. <laughs> right. I think that might have happened once or twice. It People has. didn't oh, read yes. the fine print, so... Yeah, yeah, but that's why we say we always, that's the first thing we always say when we try to differentiate our products. And that's why we have the mutual funds and some of the other savings plans in addition to the retirement plan. Because there may be some people who say, yes, I want this for long term. But then when they think about life or their circumstances or their situation, they may need some kind of access to it. And so that's why we have options. Because the Blue Marlin is not that that particular vehicle for life may happen kind of thing. That's not what that, that Blue Marlin is for. Understood. But, you know, I have to ask the question. Of course. Under any circumstances, are withdrawals allowed? You know, I'm sure there has to be some way, somehow, right? So can you specify on those specific conditions for me, please? Yes. So very specifically, there are a few examples where withdrawals can be made from the plan, but there's a process in place. And that's the main thing to understand. So some of the examples where withdrawals can be made is, of course, hardship. Of course, you know, we're dealing with COVID-19 and pandemics and those kind of situations. That is a hardship, right? When you're talking about funeral expenses, a medical emergency, those, of course, would be situations where we would consider withdrawing from your plan. However, as I mentioned, the process would be, first of all, doing a form and a letter providing us documentation of either the hardship or the surgery, for lack of a better word, or whatever the medical emergency is. Because then another aspect of the plan is that we have a trustee, so we kind of make, take the decision out of CFAL's hands so that, so that there's a third party acting on your behalf as the client. And, of course, they make the final decision on whether the funds can be, can be uh, sent or given to you. So... The process is that you can make the withdrawal, but there are things in place, mechanisms in place to ensure that it's for something legitimate. Because of course, once again, the goal is long-term. But of course, life happens. And like I mentioned, you have these things that happen, COVID-19, family emergency, medical emergencies, where if you let us know, generally, you know, the trustee would, would allow us to, to pay out some of the money from the account. But it would have to be requested in writing it would and have to be you have to show in proof in writing proof. of the situation absolutely okay so it's not just where you just walk in and no, say okay just walk in and i lost my job take my, my word no. for it okay no. i have to show proof we need and, proof okay we need proof we need proof wow so have you had a lot of things like that during the pandemic i know you mentioned covid19 and you know have have you seen clients come forward with proof and having to go before the trustees and all of that? Yes, unfortunately, COVID-19 is, we've seen it all, unfortunately, with COVID-19. Um, loss of jobs. Loss of jobs. The, persons, and persons will definitely have a letter from their organization saying they have been either furloughed or they've been, um, they've been uh, let go. Let go completely. So there have been situations where persons had good intentions. I mean, of course, COVID-19, nobody planned or expected that when you opened anything. So we've definitely seen situations where persons came to us with the best of intentions before COVID-19. But of course, you know, they made a decision based on loss of income, which is one of the, one of the conditions, and they were able to prove it. So, of course, we're not going to hold your money if you're not working and you need the money. So, I mean, they were able to prove it and we were able to to withdraw from their plan, absolutely. 
That's good to know. Um, yes, of course, COVID-19, nobody foresaw yeah, nobody any of foresaw this, right? That's a completely... But yeah. thank God for those people who had a Blue Absolutely. Island plan to Absolutely. fall back on. So Absolutely. at least they had something that they could access especially in the case of an emergency, which this is. Which it was, absolutely. So there are some clients, I'm sure, who leave the country, work abroad. Um, you know, they go and do work study for their career. Is this something that has to be closed out or can this stay here even if they are now living abroad? How does that work? Sure. So we absolutely have clients like that who've moved away either to further their studies or to start a new career or to be with family or whatever the case may be. The rule, the same rule applies in terms of not being able to close the account. Uh, the principle of CFAL adding interest to your account always applies. So we never just close the account because you've left the country. So your account will remain active. It will continue to accrue interest. Um, we've also had situations where persons who still have family here made the contributions on their behalf, adding money to it. So you don't have to close the account for whatever reason. If you have moved away and they have a pension plan where you've moved to, you do have the option of moving it to that particular pension plan. But no, the, the, the plan does not have to be closed if you moved away. Okay, so it doesn't, but... No, it can continue to earn interest. There are ways that clients would be able to move the funds if they needed to? Yes, and we have had a few of those requests. So like Richard said, if they move um, to a country and the company has a pension plan and they want to, you know, have just one pension plan, they have asked to have those funds transferred into their company-sponsored pension plan, and we have allowed that to happen. So what happens if someone becomes disabled before retirement age of 55 to 65? Is there a disability clause? So disability would definitely fall under the, the previous conversation of hardship, because of course, that would be referred to some level of accident or some medical situation which causes you to be disabled. So once again, you just have to show proof either from your doctor or from your insurance company or something like that. And of course, you'd be able to withdraw from the fund. Absolutely. And what happens to the funds if the person passes away before they retire? How, how do those funds, you know? Yes. So we always want clients to have that peace of mind. So with all products inclusive of our Blue Marlin retirement plan, you have the option of putting in a beneficiary, a primary and a contingent beneficiary. So what you can ensure is that God forbid something happens to you, your loved ones can easily access the money by showing proof, first of all, that they are the beneficiary on the account by providing ID and saying that, okay, my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, whoever it is, my family member did have this account, I'm the beneficiary. We will verify it in our system, and then you will be able to access the money with no problems. So does the person, the beneficiary, have to show um, a will or no, probate that's, or that's all that of, through the court? That's the beauty of having the beneficiary in place because it's signed by the, the client. It's signed by the person opening the account. So that acts as giving CIFA the right or the authority to pay out that money to that beneficiary. So no, there, there doesn't need to be a will, probate, none of that needs to happen. We always encourage clients to fill in the form properly because, you know, there are some client persons when they initially fill in the form, they like to leave that beneficiary section blank. Yeah, they mm -hmm. always sometimes um, say they're coming back. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And what we say is that you can change the beneficiary at any time. So designate your beneficiary and your contingent beneficiary so that in the event something happens, like Richard indicated, the person provide their proof 
of the ID and the funds can be paid out. We also like to indicate that if they are under age, under the age of 18, um, the funds will remain in the plan until they become legal age. So if you want that access earlier, then you have to designate a trustee for that minor. So would the beneficiaries have to provide a death certificate also for the person? Yes. Okay, so Absolutely. death certificate and their ID, yes. and then they can come and claim the funds. Correct. And the death certificate, of course, is, is right. a must, of course, because we live in a climate <laughs> proof where of death. Yeah, proof of death is unfortunately very yeah. necessary. Just so ensure. with that situation, um, the change in beneficiaries, do the beneficiaries have to sign also, or is it just the client who's opening the account that has to sign? Yes, so these these products that we offer at CFAL are not like insurance products, and I think that's what you're referring to when you talk about the beneficiaries having to sign. No, your, your account is your own. The beneficiaries do not have to sign. So it's you as the person opening the account that has to sign authorizing CFAL that these are the beneficiaries on my account. If something happens to me, please go ahead and pay them out. So no, the beneficiaries do not have to sign okay, at any so point. Okay, so if they change the beneficiaries, the beneficiaries don't have to know anything about that. Know. It's only between CFAL and the and client. And client, absolutely. Okay, that's good to know. Absolutely. So can you discuss how the fee structure works for the mutual funds that are the underlying investment for this plan? Will I see fees on my account each month? Right, so for the mutual funds, um, if you get our quarterly performance report, you'll see a return. And so they are already net of all fees. And there are a number of fees I'll mention that are included at the mutual fund level. So of course, um, there is an administrator for the fund. We utilize um, Genesis Fund Services, so there are administration fees. CFAL is the investment manager. There is an investment management fee. So if you're in the bond fund, that investment management fee is 50 basis points. And you do not see that directly. That's an indirect fee. Like I say, it's net of all fees um, when you see the returns for the fund. Then we have regulatory fees and audit fees. So there are quite a number of fees at the mutual fund level. So in comparison to, say, the industry standard, would you say that the fees associated with this plan and the underlying investments are on par, a little bit higher, a little bit lower? What, what would you say they I, are? I would say um, in terms of... You know, to run the plan, the administration fee is very, very low, that $25 per annum. We try to encourage savings, and so, you know, we don't want um, the clients to see any large amounts coming out of their statement. With regard to the mutual funds, the fees are on par um, to other fund providers in this industry. Well, thank you so much, Sophia and Richard, for your valuable insight and for such an enlightening discussion on the CFAL Blue Marlin Retirement Plan. For 23 years, CFAL has offered a flexible approach to pension management. No matter where life takes you, your Blue Marlin Retirement Plan will always be there. Your contributions will continue to be invested to provide you with security when you retire. And thank you, our audience, for listening. We at CFAL hope that you and yours are keeping safe and adhering to all of the COVID-19 safety protocols. Please do subscribe to the CFAL Talks podcast on Google or Apple for more thought-provoking discussions on important issues affecting the Bahamian economy. The CFAL Talks podcast would love to hear from you, our listeners, on what financial topics you would like to hear our experts discuss. 
please send your suggestions to info at cfile.com or post on our Facebook page or on our website, cfile.com. Thanks again for listening.